Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Thursday, February 7th, 2019. Just a heads up, everyone. We are one week out from Valentine's Day. So start planning accordingly. Apparently, most of us, not very good at putting on a Valentine's Day for our significant others. The average person, according to a recent survey, gives their partner's Valentine's Day efforts an F. That's the grade. And no, it's not an F in the good way. (laughs) You did such a good job planning for Valentine's Day. I'm going to give you an F, honey. (laughs) Say they don't do a very good job. Only 15% of people gave their partner an A, 6 gave a B, 10 said C, 11 said D, and 58% of people gave their partners a failing grade on Valentine's Day. Now, the top things that we want for Valentine's Day, apparently, tickets to a comedy show, A night or two at a local hotel, a spa package, a trip somewhere warm and exotic, jewelry, home-cooked meal, a massage. Massage is always good in theory, but your partner's not as good at getting the deep tissue like a registered massage therapist, right? Is that what they're going for? Like a, a massage from your partner? Well, I like a real, I like, if I'm getting a massage, I like them to dig deep. Otherwise, let's just, we all know where this is leading. Let's just get there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, giving the massage is not fun either. Like, how long can you give a massage before you lose interest? Four or five minutes, maybe? I was going to say seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flowers on the list, chocolate. The traditional and a nice dinner out is number one on that list. For some of those grades, like I like to break it down by uh, sex. Like who's giving out these grades? Yeah, Who are more feel? guys getting Fs than well like, women are? I, mean, I, I would bet they are. Like a comedy show seems like that's something like a guy would want. So there's a couple things I'm I'm thinking. Okay, that screams guy to me. Yeah, a lot of these things spa are spa package. You wouldn't want a nice spa package, Dev. Not, not two years in a row. <laughs> but, I mean, it seems like a lot of this is, is this, like, it's always incumbent on the guy to, you know. It's he's, the women that are disappointed. He's got to do the heavy lifting. Well, here's another little tip for you as Valentine's Day approaches. If you're trying to get your partner in the mood, there's a list here uh, that we found online. The top words for sex that are a turnoff. Now, listener discretion advised. Some of these are... A little bit crass. The biggest turnoff is fornicate. Do not ask your partner to fornicate. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, what do you say tonight? I'll take you to a comedy show and then we can fornicate. Uh, Some of the other turnoff words for getting it on. Smash. (laughs) Hump. Pound. (laughs) Bang. Hit a home run. Really? <laughs> that, one, well, that one seems innocent enough, no? And copulate. It's a little too clinical, I think. So that means uh, froggings is still on the table? 
<laughs> I haven't heard that one. But I'll uh, give it a try with my wife in a week there. Make her a home-cooked meal and ask if she's up for some frogging. <laughs> and uh, we were kind of saying that women are always expecting stuff from men and not vice versa. Well, one listener has proven us wrong on that. Sent a text message. Says, please don't say my name. I don't want to ruin the surprise for my husband. I have two lobsters ordered for 5 o'clock on Valentine's Day. And I'm going to be doing a coupon book for my man. Hey. Wonder if it's a sexy coupon book. Like this coupon entitles you to one free smash. <laughs> this coupon entitles you to one free fornication. <laughs> He usually goes all out with flowers and my favorite chocolates. And on occasion, I'll get some beautiful jewelry. So it's his turn. Please don't say my name. He listens to you. Good luck with your Valentine's Day. P.S. Zares is cooking my lobsters for me, so I just have to pick them up. And she just sent us a, a follow-up text message. Saying that, yes, they will be sexy coupons. Oh! <laughs> uh, hit a home run there, baby! <laughs> I'm so tired this morning, can you tell? I can tell you're... Uh, <laughs> it's probably the, the amount of times you've said uh, after a song plays, Boy, I'm tired. Yeah, oh, I'm so as, tired. as soon as the song starts. <laughs> uh, I just put my head down. Uh, I think it's because I couldn't fall asleep last night, and it's a good thing. I'm glad I'm doing the MedPoint 13-week challenge to try and get in shape, but I've started this new diet plan, so I'm eating a little differently now as of this week, and I did two back-to-back -back workouts, which my body is not used to. So I was just so pumped when I went to bed last night. I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, around 1.30 in the morning, I start dozing off. Like, here it comes. The sweet relief of sleep. And, of course, I hear my son start screaming from the other room. I say to my wife, she's out, and I see her start moving. I'm like, don't worry about it. You're asleep, honey. I'll, I'll go look after him. So I go into Grayson's room, and he's in his big boy bed now, but he wasn't there. I'm like, Grayson, where are you? And then I hear like a little whimpering, and he's out of bed sitting in the corner on the floor. This is exactly why I didn't want to have kids. That's like horror movie ghost stuff. <laughs> Talking to his new imaginary friend in the corner in the middle of the night. Great. Have you met Archibald? And he's, oh, he's got an English accent all of a sudden. Have you met Archibald? Hello, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to meet my new friend. <laughs> what? So I picked him up. He fell asleep quickly. And, and then I went back to bed. Could not fall asleep until like three in the morning i am so impressed you were able to wake back up because i would i've done that where i i woke up super early and thought like do i go back to sleep or do i risk f sleeping through all my alarms and so there's one time where i did that i woke up way early i get down to the car i look at the clock it's like 1 30 in the morning like i've showered i've got i've shaved i've done everything like now what do i do yeah so i went to like went back to bed no i went to like a golden griddle and had a, a 24 hour, had breakfast with all the drunk people coming in from a night before, and uh, then I went to work. That's what I should have done last night. After my son woke me up, I should have just thrown my pants on and gone to Golden Griddle. <laughs>
reading this story about the bed bug lawyer in Oklahoma. This is crazy. So a courthouse was evacuated in Oklahoma because, quote, an abundance of bed bugs were falling out of a lawyer's clothing. The uh, courthouse was closed down Monday because somebody in the courtroom noticed that and I, I don't know how many, like, what would an abundance of bed bugs be? Hundreds? Like, can you see them crawling up and down this guy's skin? I've never seen a bed bug. I would say... It's got to be a lot of bed bugs. It's got to be hundreds. And like, they're, they're little small things, because we've done all sorts of stories on them. They're just little small, and they just crawl around. But he knew about them, and so, like, it was not as this was a surprise to him. He didn't seem to care. Is the st- from what I saw from the story, he was pretty nonchalant about it all. So he was maybe he had, this was a big court case for him, and he realized halfway to the courthouse, uh oh, I've got bed bugs all over me, but it's too late to go home and change my suit. <laughs> maybe there is good luck charm. <laughs> this is it's like uh, I can see Jim Carrey <laughs> in a movie, and he's got bed bugs, and he's trying to try the case of his career, but. <laughs> he keeps breaking out in a dance. Everyone's like, why is he dancing? <laughs> oh, it's just an abundance of bed bugs. He's itchy. Those things are brutal, though, I hear to deal with. Yeah, you, you got to, I don't know what, I, I've never had to get rid of them, but I mean, you got to, sometimes you got to fumigate, you got to sometimes wash all your clothing, you got to separate everything it. everything out. Just, it's just a, it's a mess. Yeah, luckily, knock on wood, I've never stayed at a hotel or something and come home with, with bed bugs, because that's uh, what I hear is you, you just throw your luggage out. Yeah. I mean, they get better, into all the small little crevices. Better than infesting your entire house and having to just burn your place down. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up for work with an abundance of bed bugs on your favorite <laughs> suit. According to the story, they were pouring out of his suit. God. And we're getting stories from FM 96 listeners about bed bugs. Stephanie says... Hey, Taz, I was dating a guy who had bed bugs. I was leaving his place with bites all over my body, and I couldn't figure out why. Until one time, I laid on his couch, and I saw one crawling up my arm. I quickly brushed myself off, left, and never returned. Luckily, uh, I never took any home. That is a gross. So that was the deal breaker there. Another text message. I've dealt with bed bugs. They were in an apartment I rented. It's devastating. I literally had to throw away everything I owned and start over. They look like apple seeds, and they have a distinct almond smell. Hmm. Huh. So if you're smelling almonds in your house, you're not crazy. Might be bed bugs. Taz, check out this picture. I took it in a hotel in Kentucky. Look at that. They're pretty big, man. I thought they were tiny, tiny, but you can totally see that bed bug. You don't feel them or really see them unless you're looking for them. I woke up the second night, bites all over my body. Hotel manager was a jerk about it. I left anything I didn't need to take home in a garbage bag in the hotel. Baked everything else when I got home in an oven set to medium-high temperature. No more bugs for about two months after that. If you're wondering, they will come back. Oh, boy. Uh, calls here. Hi. Where'd you pick up your bed bugs? Uh, the first time I seen it, or well, I didn't see the bug, I seen what it does. Um, my son got them at his mom's house, and he was about six years old. And what they do is, when they're in bed, in bed with a bed bug, what they do is they bite 
the crap out of you. So the back of his neck, he had like a hundred. They look nastier than mosquito bites. Uh-huh. Uh, they come up a little harder, a little smaller. So it almost looks like the measles or the mumps. And he had like a hundred across the back of his neck and shoulders. And did he bring them into your home? Fortunately, he didn't. And then a year or two later, I stayed in the hotel. And I guess I got lucky, too, because I kept my suitcase up on a shelf. But the bed bugs, it was two days later. You don't know right away that you've even been bitten by them. But when we were leaving after two days of work, that day I started itching and rashing really bad on my shoulders. And I had the same thing, the exact same thing that my son had years before. And basically myself and the guy I was working with, I figured it out before we got home and we didn't take any chances. We put our stuff in garbage bags and took it to the laundromat. Oh, they're it, they're itchy, they're hard, and you just got to wait it out for a couple of days for it to go away. Oh, that's Thanks, nice. man. Hi, FM 96. Hey, I've got a bed bug story. Yeah, where'd you pick them up? Uh, a nasty hostel in Italy. Yeah, it was bad. I brought them home, and I had to drop a lot of money on exterminators. Didn't work. You brought the bed bugs all the way from Italy? I brought them, yeah, I brought them back in my luggage, and uh, uh, I had to uh, call an exterminator that didn't work, so I had to buy this bag for my mattress to suffocate them, and it was a, it was it was awful. What is that picture, Dev? That's a close up of a bed bug that you've pulled up here. Yes, let me. Uh... <laughs> they look they look like aliens when you zoom in on them like that. Oh man, and it looks like. What is this headline? Bed bug populations are rising. Uh oh. Yeah, we're in trouble. There, there are two main species of bed bugs. I was after with that guy. Like, are, are Italian bed bugs worse than Canadian bed bugs? <laughs> now I'm freaked out about bed bugs. There's a common bed bug, and there's a tropical bed bug, Ooh. which was recently discovered in Australia. So they're uh, they're evolving. Uh, they can survive for more than six months between what they call blood meals. So if they bite you once, then they can live for an additional six months. They can go on for six months. They don't carry disease, but the they can spread um, some like uh, typhus and French uh, and trench fever. They are highly resistant to insecticides that we currently use. And they're experts at stowing away in the seams and folds of luggage, overnight bags, <laughs> folded clothes, and they're often transported to different places and countries by travel. I do not need one of those in any of my seams or folds. <laughs> God, <stay. laughs> and we're getting some new emojis. Yes, every year they're adding new emojis to the library. And the one that seems to be getting the most attention here is the period emoji. Obviously, there's already a period on the keyboard. It's not that kind of period. This was a campaign that was uh, done by a group called Plant International UK and England's Blood Service. And they campaigned to have um, a blood drop symbol added to the emoji library. And it'll be released later this year. The intention of the campaign was to remove the stigma and shame around menstruation. So the blood drop emoji is coming soon to your phone. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you'd think they could just take one of the, like, the tears and just turn that a different color. Well, that's what it looks like. And they don't need to roll it out. I mean, just... 
Looks like a red tear. Why make us wait? There's already, uh, for all most other body functions, there's already emojis, right? Like there's a fart emoji. Yeah. The wind. We have a poop emoji, I mean. Yeah, there's a poop emoji. If you do the peach with the with the wind, then that's the fart. <laughs> Use that there one once or twice. You do a uh, an eggplant with the with the raindrops emoji, <laughs> and that's a pea or something else. So there you go. The period emoji is happening. Some of the other emojis, uh, very inclusive, the new ones they're releasing. There's a hearing aid emoji that's coming out, a uh, person with a walking stick, a seeing eye dog, uh, an electric wheelchair, an amputated uh, arm, so uh, like a prosthetic arm is what I'm trying to say here. A flamingo. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they had a flamingo. Oh, there's a new flamingo coming then. Uh, spaghetti with meatballs on it, uh, two gender-neutral people holding hands, an ice cube, a seal, Saturn. Everything you need coming to your emoji library soon. The Tash Show Podcast. I'm excited about this. This is cool. The new Avengers movie. They're saying it could be three hours long. <sighs> You're rolling your eyes. Well, that's a, that's a long movie. Sure. But if you think about it, how many movies have been leading up to this movie? If you've been involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you've probably spent 60 hours. Not at one time. To this point, sure, but what's another three? How long was the first part? Uh, Infinity War, it was, pretty, it was two and a half, All I right. think. About two and a half. That, and that's right. So this is part two of Infinity War, so it's basically one story. If you watch them together, you're looking at almost a six-hour-long movie. I would just be worried that there's going to be parts, just because it's so long, and clearly they have a lot of story to get to, that it drags a little bit, because it all it can't all be action, because yeah. then you're just like you're just blown back in your seat, and you can't kind well, of... Well, like, there's just so many, there's so many characters involved at this point as well. They need to give everybody their little piece, their time to shine. Uh, the directors of the movie, Joe and Anthony Russo, say that Disney, their bosses say, yeah, we're okay with releasing a three-hour movie if that's what it takes. They've screened the movie for audiences four times now, those lucky ducks. First three times, nobody got up to go to the bathroom. Fourth time, I guess somebody got (laughs) the extra-large Sprite. (laughs) Three out of four dentists and three out of four uh, movie-goers. I I thought Infinity War could have been longer. I, I was watching it, and I was disappointed when it ended, so... Three hours, I'm all in. Count me in. New Avengers movie, Endgame, in theaters April 24th. This is the Taz Show Podcast. Tomorrow, it's a big one here on the Taz Show. We will be broadcasting live from the Children's Hospital for Chorus Radiothon. Teaming up with uh, our sister and brother stations, Fresh Radio, Country 104, Global News, 980 CFPL. And spreading the word about what great things happen behind the doors over at the Children's Hospital. Also, educating people about uh, some of the programs and equipment that aren't funded by the government. The reason we have state-of-the-art equipment, some of it, sure, is is from government money. But a lot of it is from donations from uh, people in the, in the community here. So we want to spread that word. And it's a, it's a fun day. It's a touching day. 
A few tears may be shed because the stories we're going to hear tomorrow from the child ambassadors are just incredible. I always uh, really appreciate hearing from the parents and the kids, the doctors too, but the the parents and the kids, the families that share their stories because sometimes it's, you know, it's tough to relive, you know, that toughness, even if you've come through it, to go back and do that and to share that uh, with not just us, but uh, all of London, everyone listening is uh, really uh, wonderful and it's powerful and I couldn't be more appreciative of all the people who just take the time out of their day to share their stories, but also uh, listen and donate because it goes an extremely long way and there's just such a large area that uh, is helped by these hospitals. It's not just London and St. Thomas and Woodstock and other areas. People come from far away. Thunder for Bay, man. Yeah. We had uh, Hunter in last week, a young a young boy who was flown in by helicopter from Thunder Bay, Ontario, and his life was saved over at the Children's Hospital here in London. So we are fortunate that uh, we've got the facility minutes away in a, in a car or an ambulance, but it's serving children right across the uh, the province here. So we'll, we'll be doing that tomorrow. I know we always have guests who like to uh, donate and stop by. And uh, one of those guests tomorrow, I'm looking forward to seeing Larry and Bob from Summer's Home Hardware on Hamilton Road. We did the Bob Noxious Sasquatch, the tree carving a couple of years ago, Dev. I remember. And our friends at Fresh Ink Apparel, along with uh, the home hardware there on Hamilton Road where the the Sasquatch lives, they made these great EOA Sasquatch t-shirts. Now, Larry and Bob have been selling these things since the Sasquatch was erected, and I'm told they raised a pretty good chunk of change selling these t-shirts they wanted to they didn't want to keep the money for themselves which they could have done so they're going to be stopping by with a big check tomorrow for chorus radiothon just one of many hopefully and we look forward to uh, seeing them and everyone tomorrow with chorus radiothon if you want to donate now you can do that if uh, you think you may be tied up tomorrow just go online to fm96.com That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.